Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm one half of the squad. Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, my man Mr. Prez couldn't be here. Thankfully and Lord willing, he is safe in Florida and, uh, you know, just a little power outage, but... Looks like he's up and running again And he's moving into a new home So that's why he couldn't make it today But don't don't fear We're back to doing our artist interviews Our independent artist interviews And boy do we have a good one today We have Nito First first I've heard of Nito It was a couple Probably about a year ago Saw him popping up on Twitter And he had a project called Tears in the Rain And, um, and then I found out his age in between that And you know sometimes being an older cat, you know, I do have a little bit of a bias. Like, what is this young man going to talk about? Or this young lady or whoever I'm listening to that that's a lot younger. And boy, did this project blow me away. The timing wasn't quite right when I first heard that project to do an interview because it was long past when it had uh, dropped in today's standards, you know, maybe a couple months past. But I always said that, hey, man, I'm going to reach out to him or reach out to management and just kind of just see if we could smooth something over. And lo and behold, he drops for the soul. And that's exactly what it, what it touched my soul. So without further ado, man, from East Oakland, California, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Nito, what's going on, man? Right here doing this interview. It's a pleasure to be talking with you. You know, I know you hit me up a, well, I want to say year and a half or a year ago. And I was uh, like, yeah, oh, let's just wait. Yep, yep. Yep, I said if it wasn't a good time, you know, I know how it go. You know what I mean? You want to catch it fresh off while everybody's eyes is on it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so <laughs> I, I was patient, man. But but how how does it feel, man? Uh, project finally dropped. Took a little bit over uh, a year and a half or so, something like that. A little bit. You know what I mean? How, how you feeling? Uh, feeling great. I mean, you know, whenever you drop a project, you're a little nervous at at the beginning, like right before you drop it, but. Uh, it's been pretty good, you know? The reception's been pretty pretty solid. Uh, I love the way it turned out. You know, sometimes as artists, we be in our head about how the music sounds. But once it drops, it is what it is. And I'm really proud of what I did. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I sent it to several people just saying, hey, listen to this. I don't typically reach out to my homies unless it's something that I want to pass on to them. And, you know, typically, you know how it go. When you're putting them on, you, you put the stamp on it. Like, hey, did you listen yet? You follow up. Because you want them to just see if they yeah. vibe out to it. And a few other producers that I know, uh, friends and, and family, you know, that's all in the music. You know, they were not surprised, but they they were just enamored with like just the live instrumentation feel. So um, just hats off to you. Just wanted to uh, put that out there for you so, you so you know that. So I typically, man, I like to start off these interviews um, just to kind of get, you know, kind of what's the goal? What's your purpose? What's your why? For for making rap music, man. Why do you do what you do? Yeah, I mean, when I first started rapping, it was more just like a fun type of thing, rapping with the homies and just rapping by myself, you know, to vent. 
But as time went on, you know, like I started using it as a way to express myself and uh, I wasn't doing nothing serious just for fun, you know, uh, writing in my journal. I didn't tell anybody for a minute that I was rapping like, you know, songs. And then, uh, yeah, once I started getting pretty good at that, I felt like I had like a little purpose, you know, like I found my my niche uh, and what to do in life, you know, and I, I feel like hip hop and so beautiful you know uh it allowed me to express myself in ways that i couldn't have in any other formats um because i've always been a creative person but uh hip-hop is special because you use words and make metaphors out of whole albums and songs and it'll really touch you and resonate with you and i I feel like that's something that no one could take away from hip-hop whether it be from the 90s or in the future it's always going to be something real special I, i i mean i just love it you know yeah and i and i think it's pockets for everybody man like uh I'm listening to about three different projects this weekend. All three of them sound different. And, you know, it's fresh. And that's, that's refreshing for me. You know, you got some trap. You got some stuff that's for the soul. You got some typical boom bap. And it all, you you can go to hip hop for whatever mood you in. You necessarily don't have to leave that that uh, that scope, so to speak, to get what you need in music. So definitely feel you on that, man. So, but I know you're being modest, man. You do, you do more than just rap. <laughs> You do more than just yeah, rap. Yeah. Can you let the people know a little bit of what you you had your hands in and for the soul in developing projects thus far? Yeah. Uh, well, for those who don't know, I mean, when I started writing, I also started producing at the same time. So I've kind of grown along with that. But yeah, I've been producing, engineering, mixing, recording for, I want to say, about the whole time that I've been writing as well. I mean, uh, uh, it's a journey, you know, but at first my beats were whack you know everybody starts like that my raps was whack but over time you gain that edge you know you gain that uh that sixth sense to you know make something special for you and to actually put it out uh yeah i i just want to say uh thank you to all my inspirations uh because that i wouldn't be here without them like dre uh kanye was in a jay dilla for show uh and just a lot of producers that I really look up to. And even though my music may not sound like that, because uh, it's very like West influenced, like Dre, uh, they still inspire me in different ways, whether it be activity or just the way they were able to vocalize themselves through the music and just pr- the producing itself. Because sometimes the beats speak for themselves. How, how natural did production and mixing and how did that come to you? Because like, I mean, you're fair, fairly young. I don't know if you want to tell your age, but I, I was blown away when I first heard it. But like, how does, how do you start getting into doing all three of those things that are all time consuming and, and taxing and putting out an album? How do you just flawlessly like just navigate to those different things? Yeah, well, uh, I'm actually 20. I'm about to turn 21 in November. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I'm it is a lot time consuming uh making a project from scratch from yourself with yourself because uh, you don't really got no one in your corner uh creative wise but uh I feel like that makes the best music because you have your hand in everything like everything that goes on within the project is to your needs and how exactly how you want it and uh because to be honest I've had these songs written I want to say six months ago but I just never finalized them because it's a lot of work to mix to record to produce everything. And it's really just a lot of work as opposed, I probably could have pumped out this project, what, early last, I mean, late last year, you know? But I think it's a privilege to be able to do what I do 
the way I wanted to because a lot of people don't have the patience to learn all these skills and all these uh just uh ways to do express yourselves because you know mixing is a whole art form in itself yes it is and i feel like if if i yeah (laughs) if i can't express myself uh with the words itself i can express myself with the way how things sound or just with the uh, production as well so i feel like uh it's real special to me and i feel like it's something that i'm really proud of you know i don't really flex it a lot because like uh you know it's, it's all about the music at the end of the day yeah, and for people like me that listen to all of those nuances of the music and just certain things, uh, you know, a delay here or, you know, a little slight skip to the beat to just place emphasis on a certain word or a certain um, seem like the transitions and the beats and stuff like that. And we'll get into some of them songs uh, that did that stuff well. Um, you know, you hear that on Good Kid, Mad City. You you'll hear that on. I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about some West Coast guys. Game like just their ear pro- production. Those, those rappers, Kendrick Lamar game and, and, and several others on the West Coast, it's just like, it just sounds musical. It's, it's, it feels like home, man. It just doesn't feel like you're forcing a bunch of raps yeah. um, down my down my throat with pause, you know. But you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, it just don't feel like you're rapping at me. It feels like you're telling your story, whatever your story is, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. That that's kind of dope, man. Um, speaking of just influences and, and production, what about on the rap side, on the rap tip? Like, who are some of your influences coming up? Uh, well, I first started rapping because uh, I forgot this name's dude, but he was a, a battle rapper, uh, and he would rap at high schools, and that's like when I first started rapping because, like, damn, that's the coolest shit, you know. Growing up, talking shit, everybody roasting, you know, getting on their homies. That's the thing, and uh, yeah, I started rapping because of that, and then uh. I got into M and Dre and the whole Death Row label too, Pac. Uh, and uh, after that, I got into Big L too. And he really helped me with my punchlines. Like, cause back then I was a completely different rapper coming up uh, compared to where I am now. Now I'm more of a storyteller. Back then I was more of a rapper, rapper, you know? Uh, but yeah, I want to say M, Big L, Nas, Jay for sure. Jay right now is probably, he's probably one of my favorite rappers right now just cause the longevity speaks for itself. And of course, uh, Kendrick Cole, Kanye from the production side, and Dre from the production side. But uh, with just the rapping, it's just all the greats, you know. And of course, I got my my favorites, uh, E Forty. Uh, I'm forgetting YG. Even though people be hating on YG, but I, I fuck with YG, you know, because he he's from the West and he really embodies the West, and I I really appreciate that because a lot of rappers from the West Coast sometimes, I mean, they may be underground, but like. For the mainstream ones, they don't really embody the West. And I really appreciate that from him. And uh, I respect that a lot. And that's why he's one of my favorite rappers, you know? Yeah, I definitely rock with YG. Uh, me and my boys, we always joke about it. Like, uh, we got these different playlists and names for him. Uh, so in the South, whenever some shit is really knocking, you know, somebody will send over Bando playlist, prior, whatever. You know, it's just all underground yeah. Southern shit. And, and YG was on that. But on the West on the west side of the things, um, and he hasn't really changed up too much um and that's not a bad thing that's not a bad thing he still raps the way he raps he's still super vulgar still in your face and um it's it's a it's a good pocket for me i I love to take his shit to the gym or on a friday saturday riding around you know what i mean when you really ain't trying to be in that moody bobby uh type of mood so Yeah. yeah i definitely feel you on the yg thing but um let's get back to the project man for the soul man uh 
you know, yeah. I bring up your age, I bring up your production style, and I bring all that stuff up to say that, I mean, at at your age, I don't expect typically to hear um, a lot of uh, storytelling, a lot of uh, you being very forward in how, how you're feeling. You spoke on a lot of deep issues um, that you have inside of you um, yeah. about the whole entire project. How, how do you navigate that and why? Like, why do you go that route when everybody else isn't like I've had several artists on here that about your age or a little, or a little bit younger, Ja King, the divine uh, comes to, comes to mind where like y'all just not rapping about anything. Y'all rapping about things that matter to y'all and really focusing on the musicianship of it all, man. So what makes you do that in this era? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it all, it all comes down to how I start making music. Cause uh, the way I start making songs, I make songs for me. You know, first, first and foremost, I make songs for me, something that I can express myself with, as opposed to some other artists that make songs for the public. And uh, I feel like that's where it all starts. And that's how, that's why my music is what it is, because there, there are times where I make a song, even though it's, it could be pretty good. I'm not putting it out because that's for me. And I want to keep that for myself. And it's, it's just me, a form of venting. Uh, that's why I feel like the music is the way it is, you know, because I don't make music to please other people. I make music for myself and hopefully once I put it out, it'll uh, resonate with people because it's real shit that I'm talking about. And I feel like these human issues that uh, everybody on earth have, uh, they're really relatable. And I feel like that's why the music uh, hits people the way it does. But I've, yeah, coming back to the question, it's just about the way I start making music. Just make it for yourself. And I feel like that's the way most artists should really make music nowadays because uh, that's the most timely shit that you can listen to and just make. Just making music that affects the soul. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> just shit that makes you feel something, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's the type of music that, that could really be made. Yeah, um, I was uh, I was just discussing the album by Simba, uh, Results Take Time with DJ Drama. And I've, I, I just kind of, I fell, I fell asleep on Simba back in 2020. I think he released, some, he released a lot of projects, but yeah. I just kind of, 2020, I paid attention. Then he dropped with DJ Drama. Of course, you give Drama the respect. And that's one of the things that he talked about on the interview yeah. with Breakfast Club and several other places was just when you make songs and things that people can feel, it has a lot more legs. You may not stand out right away and, and have the big flashy single, but you have a longevity of a career. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and those are the people Perfect. I like the most. Now, when you're able to do a lot of different things and, and juggle the the big song with the hooks which you have on here you know what I mean where you know what I mean like I think that's when you're kind of finding your, your a good balance of musicianship not just being a yeah. rapper because yeah like you said earlier you can spit punchlines you can be a rapper's rapper but <laughs> you know sometimes those those projects are not memorable sometimes you know what I mean when you're yeah. just rapping about a whole unless you're just really elite rapper how do, how do you feel yeah. on that and navigating that <laughs> uh Wait, can you come again? I, no, I so how do you feel about just that? Like just putting the music over just barring people's heads off. Oh, all right, all right, all right for sure. My fault. <laughs> nah, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's just about what I value at the end of the day. Like you said, there's some people who could do both. Like Hove, he he was able to do both. He was rapping about real shit and making hits at the same time, as opposed to you could say Nas, where he would just rap about real shit, you know? And right. then like Big L. He wasn't really rapping about uh, deep shit, I wouldn't say, like Nas was. But 
he was rapping about punchlines and yeah, like it sucks that he was taken away from us so so early. I wasn't even born, but it's a blessing to be able to hear his music. But uh, he was more braggadocious, and I feel like that's what the the youth is doing right now. I mean, I'm the youth, but I, you know what I mean. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like sometimes music could live on forever if it's that elite. But for the most part, if it doesn't touch you, it's probably going to get forgotten. You know, like uh, let me talk about that that Kendrick album. I forgot the name. Uh, Big Steppers. Yeah, there was a few songs that I really, I really didn't rock with. You know, like it was, it wasn't really touching me. But the few songs that did, like I'm still listening to them, and uh, still have them on repeat because you know they speak to me. And I feel like that's that's the main thing with music because, like you said, with Simba, he he has a great thing about him. Like he knows how to rap and like get all these punchlines like on the freestyles. Y'all seen him? Like yeah, he's going yeah, viral he's for going this crazy. shit. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. And it's cool because he's from the Bay, so. Right, right. That's why, that's why <laughs> yeah, I bring yeah, him up. You know what I mean? That's yeah, why I bring him up. Yeah. Yeah, like him, like he could rap about real shit and rap about punchlines too and get you off your seat. That's what I love about him. And it's it's pretty cool to see him come up. I think he's pretty young too. I don't know his exact age, but he's pretty young. So that's pretty tight to see. Yeah, absolutely, man. I spent a lot of time in the Bay, man. And, uh, it, and when I was there a couple years, not a couple years ago, it was probably over. Uh, damn, I'm, I'm old, dating myself. Probably about yeah. 15, 16 years ago, uh, <laughs> you know, when yeah. I last lived in the Bay for about three years. Um, so I spent a little bit of time. I went to Oakland. I've told my Oakland story on this podcast before where I'm from Brooklyn. You know, every hood is not the same. So you just can't roll up yeah. to Oakland thinking in, in another neighborhood in certain colors. So, yeah, we it was a bad decision yeah. we made. But that's neither yeah. head on it. I got to tap into it. that later for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hear what's up. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no, no. Sorry. Right. So me and my man, we we pull up. He has a pretty nice car, you know. But we're, we're about, you know, 21, 22 at the time. But... We didn't I absolutely did not plan it. We was just trying to go see some chicks or whatever. They happened to be from Oakland. We went to the club, and uh, I think uh, I forget where it was, but it, it it was either in San Fran, but they happened to be from Oakland. Anyway, long story short, we yeah. go there, but they in like they in the hood, and I remember this you know vividly because when I used to date chicks in high school in New York, you go to another person's projects. Like you gotta have that thing by you or near you because you yeah. they know you're not from there. So we go <laughs> we go to yeah. uh to at her, but we come out once we come out, the chicks and or whatever the case may be, he has on red and I have on blue and then I have on a certain cap too. You know what I mean? And I don't really <laughs> gangbang. Yeah. I know they don't gangbang like that much in, in um the bay as much as yeah. uh, you know, LA, but like, yeah, they they were on us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, question us, we from Cub yeah. and all of this shit. And we like, yeah. it was like, yo, this is wild. You know what I mean? My man from Philly, yeah. like from Philly, Philly. And I'm from Brooklyn, but like, it's like, it almost was a thing. You know what I mean? We just got out yeah. of there. It was able to, I, you know, they was extra aggressive, but we got out of there. We was like, yo, we never coming back to Oakland again. Yeah. Man. So, <laughs> Not yet. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, that's uh, the thing. It's, yeah. Yeah, so we had to respect. Got to respect <laughs> different hoods, man. You just can't. You gotta at least, you know, check things out. But this is before, you know, you had uh, yeah. we we had the little map quest and shit like that. But we ain't, you can't see who what house you pulling up from, uh, you know, like you can't yeah, now yeah. do the world view. 
or whatever. So yeah. that, that's how that's my little story about how I never yeah. went to Oakland again after that. Stayed in Vallejo. Yeah. That was cool. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? But yeah, yeah, never, yeah. never went back to Oakland. That was, that was too far that's from crazy. where I was at. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah. So um, I do want to get to some of the songs and stuff like that because you did talk about uh, like a lot of personal stuff in here. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. well, you know what, what? What are you going through? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to where you able to. <laughs> Give off like that. I love. I like that type of energy. You know what I mean because it, it yeah. sticks with me. So on um one of one of my favorite songs on there was uh is Who Am I? And you got a line yeah. on on the hook where you just say, "Will I die lonely?" What? Yeah. Why? What is triggering yeah. that type of emotion? What is triggering that type of emotion in the hook? Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, damn, life is hard. You feel me? Like it's just it's just tough out here. You feel me? Uh, I mean, when I wrote that song, uh, Who Am I? It was really uh like paying homage to all the homies because like it was I wrote it during a time where I was I cut everybody off because you know when you're going you're in that mode sometimes you're not feeling it you don't want to talk to nobody and that's how I was at the point when I wrote that song and it was, I was just going through a tough time you know like I wasn't social at all I was just in my head about everything you know and sometimes uh the toughest battles are the ones within you know and that's what I was just going through just dealing with myself, you know, the way life came out to be, maybe I'm not, uh, successful. You don't even know about the future. Cause I, it's crazy. Cause, uh, I have like this thing It's I don't know. I don't know if there's a specific term for it, but it's like, I tend to think about the future a lot and about, uh, ah, shit. It's just crazy. Like I can't imagine, I can't fathom certain things like, you know, like not to get too deep in, or like weird about it. Like, you know, like the universe is crazy, like to even comprehend that and shit like that. And just daily shit, like how your life could be taken in a, in a moment off some dumb shit or just taking a moment just because somebody made a wrong turn. And now you're in the middle and you're in the crossroads. And I, I feel like I, I battle with that. And then just, of course, issues, you know, like on a surface level with people around me. But yeah, yeah. All, all that would just be given, beginning to build up. And I just I had a vent and get on that and. Like on the last, I think it's the last verse or the second to the last verse. I talk about uh, I grew up with you, uh, knew the shit that you've been through, and ever since you was fighting demons, I was the one to pinch you, like to wake you up from that nightmare. And I feel like that's what I needed in the moment, but nobody was giving me the uh, that relief. Uh, but to be fair, like I wasn't giving nobody a hint that I was going through these things, uh, and that and that's on me. And it's crazy how things happen to be. Some people kill themselves over this shit. You feel me? Yeah, and uh, yeah. luckily I was able to get past it. Uh, doing much better now, but yeah, uh, tough times throughout all this album, you know. Right, and I, I could hear it, man. Because like again, man, like you said, man, sometimes we we all internalize our feeling like, yo, why doesn't this person that I care about or I think cares about me as much as I care about yeah. them? Why are they not seeing that I've become a recluse? Why are they not seeing that? Um, you know, I'm I'm not going out as much or or whatever is going on. And then, yeah. you know, they, they just kind of keep going on with life. And when you come around, you come around and then you kind of realize like, damn, man, they, they're not. A, when you come to, you know, if you come out of that as the person that's feeling that way, you kind of think like, damn, I do have to speak to people. I do have to tell them the things that I'm going through to allow them to either not give a shit or care. You know what I mean? People yeah, may surprise exactly. you, but. You know, sometimes when you when you going through it, like it, you know, you just typically just shut everything off, and the worst things yeah. come to light instead of just you know really opening up a little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's tough. It's tough as well, man. 
And um, it's, that's a, that's the bad thing about being human, you know. You feel me? Right. I, I don't right. know about any other creature that got to go through this shit because you know humans are pretty smart and shit. That's that's just human nature, you know. You are gonna go through it every once in a while, and that's just hopefully you get out of it, you know. Yeah, in my, in my younger years was the same same with me. I internalized a lot, uh, you know. But now, man, I'm just getting older, and I just don't care. Care if I'm feeling some type of way, yeah, I say it. And if you don't want to be cool with me as a result of how I'm feeling, or like everything ain't a game with me no more. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't let shit slide. Like I've lost a lot of friends yeah. by like, like if you, yeah. you, know, if, you <laughs> if you're a certain type of way, or if you're not a real friend to me, and I've been a fr- real friend to you over the course of the years, and you know, you just come around when you need something, and then not necessarily. Yeah. Needing anything in terms of money, it's just needing anything yeah. in terms of time. My advice, yeah. or whatever the case may be, if I pick up the phone for you anytime, I expect you to check up on me. That's how my kids are doing. That's how I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just don't come around when you need some. You know that's how yeah. I, that's how I go with me. But hey, man, this ain't about me. This is about you, man. Nah, yeah. On to the, <laughs> on to the next song. Pray. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about. Um, you you have a line on there where you're talking about in in a split second or embracing the bullshit, but then we were talking about tough times on uh, who am I like to where in this instant to where you could be this cool, calm, collected person as you seem, but yeah. when you in the middle of some shit with your homies ain't necessarily the same way as you, things could change in the blink of an eye. At least that's what I got from it. What were you trying to yeah. convey in in that song? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the outro to that song, I was just talking about, like, fuck it. Like, because, you know, like, there's there comes a time where you're, like, built built up with all this shit. And then sometimes you're, like, f- like you said, like, but you, like, you've got it through wisdom. Like, you grow and you learn about this shit and how to be and how to move. But, like, sometimes when you have it built up, you just let it out. And you're, like, fuck this. I'm done with everybody. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, sometimes I'll be embracing the bullshit. Sometimes you get, like, let me give you an example, like. It's like sometimes you could be, like you said, cool, calm, and collected. But sometimes, let's say you got anger issues or let's say you got certain feelings and you're like, fuck it. I'm not holding nothing back. I'm going to just let it all out. I'm tired of holding it in. I got to tell you how I feel. And if you don't fuck with me, you don't fuck with me. Embracing the bullshit. The bullshit, quote unquote, is the shit that people don't like about me. You know, and that's just, that's why I wanted to end the song on a note like that because the first half of the song is really talking about how like I've been internalizing these thoughts and the the consequences and the shit that I've done to, uh, as a result of them. And, uh, the second half is really just fuck that. Like, uh, I forgot the line. It said something, uh, touch the fam and, uh, I'll shoot you. Not in sense like that, but that's, it's like the meaning, I guess, like metaphorically. Cause like, you know, sometimes you just not with that bullshit, you know, sometimes you're not in the mood to fuck around. Like your patience is very thin and that's just how it is. Uh, that's the way I want. That's, that's, that's the meaning I wanted to portray. I mean, to to give to that song because uh, it's a tough song for me to listen to too because I've been uh, getting a lot of feedback. They've been saying, oh, that's the best song on the album. They fuck with it. Probably because it's so real. I mean, I don't really see it because uh, when I wrote this song, it was like a one and done. Like, it's hard to relive those moments and I relive those moments when I uh, when I, when I listen to the song again. So it's kind of tough. Uh, and uh, But it's a good song. I can't deny that, you know? Mistakes, but God knows I regret it when I take this lane. I done paid my dues, I done dug my grave, yet their death in the eyes and ain't been the same. So I pray to God I don't get pushed to the edge. Pray to God, hoping I don't take the wrong step. Pray to God, hoping I don't see no death. Pray to God I don't see no death. 
Flashbacks come without announcing. Flashbacks from when I was about 10. Flashbacks jumping out my past, got me running routes, wondering if I'ma see the clouds and to see the sunshine. I feel like my purpose here already hit this run time. I feel like the curtains calling, knock them here and come flying. I feel like reversing all my actions when I'm done trying, giving them my. Yo, yeah, yeah. Boy, it's a bounce. It's a it's and that's the thing, like, and that's why I say you what you did so well on here is like even when you talk about deep shit, it still got a nice bounce to it. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> but you're rapping about real ass shit yeah, that you go yeah. through. So it's kind of like, all right, I vibe, I'm vibing with it, but like, God damn, like it's like, you know, line yeah. after line after line coming coming at yeah. you, and you like, you know, okay, and then you know, it switches too. You know what I mean? Do a, like a seamless transition to the beat switches. So yeah. That is a, a a dope theme throughout the entire project. There's several songs that you you did a, a transition, and that shit is difficult to yeah. do. Like sometimes people be fucking yeah. it up, but you didn't fuck yeah. it up, man. Like so, how did how did <laughs> you, you how did you uh work that that in, man? How long did that take to kind of just find the the perfect um tempo to switch into? Because I know that doesn't just happen. Like, and yeah. I know I see people with videos online. They're like, yeah, I made this in five minutes, but. That don't look. If it happened in five minutes, I'm gonna yeah. be a little bit upset <laughs> because you're that, yeah. you're that talented. But like, how does how does that happen to where you just like decide like, all right, man, I'm gonna keep going, or this this dictates a mood switch in the entire song. Yeah. So the thing is with those B switches that I have on the album is because these are independent songs. But what I noticed about these verses that happened on the B switch is that they correlate with a lot of other songs. So I'm like, damn. I could put this together and that's, and I ended up putting it together and it did not take five minutes. Fuck no. <laughs> it took a, it took a minute. And, uh, yeah. So I had the first half. I originally did the first half and, uh, I was like, damn, it kind of ends. Like it's missing something. It's missing that, that really put that punch. And I was like, I got to do some. So I started, uh, looking through samples and shit. And I found some shit that I finally liked. And I got my homie Xavier to play bass on it and it, saxophone. And, uh, it really just elevated it in, uh, Cause originally I had the B switch and me rapping right away, but then I was like, nah, it don't, it don't feel right. So, uh, what I did, I was like, I'm gonna let it breathe. I'm gonna let the beat rock. I think it's about four, eight bars that I just, you, it lets you absorb the beat before you, uh, taking the new words or the new message that I'm gonna give you. And I think that's a good thing that I do along this album. Cause even though there's a lot of B switches, there's a lot of times where I let you absorb the information that I give you. And I feel like that's how music should be. Cause you know, you can't be throwing shit in your face all all the time and expect them to take it in. You got to let them breathe, let them think about what you just said to get them ready for the next thing you about to say. And I feel like that's, that's something that even though like when you're in the studio, you might not think about it. It's just something mentally you got to uh, prepare people for. And I feel like that's what uh, made the switch up so great. Uh, I'm, I'm happy the way it came out for sure. All right. I want to go back, double back to a question I asked uh, when I was talking about production and I want to stay yeah. in the production lane a little bit just so I can get the producer yeah. nerd thing off and those questions <laughs> off. So um, yeah. with the uh, the production, I said it sounded like a, like a lot of live instrumentation and you just mentioned yeah. uh, your man playing bass. Like, like how, do, how do you just learn this 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 thing? You know what I mean? To yeah. be able to, to include that in and kind of pull it off really, really good. Yeah, uh, shit. Well, my first, how you say, uh, time I absorbed uh, live instrumentation on a rap record was uh, T Pat by Kendrick. And I was like, damn, this shit can actually work. Cause, you know, back then, like, before, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too informed. I haven't listened to every album that ever came out. 
But uh, before that, no one really was really doing that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah, like... Your uh, era, yeah, definitely the guys that came up in your yeah. era. Like, uh, you know, a lot of Yay, um, Just Blaze, like they incorporate... You know they do the yeah. they do the um, sampling, but they also incorporate live instrumentation as well. Yeah. But I noticed that I'm like, yo, is this all like live instrumentation, or is it just like you pulling from different places? And some some of it is a little bit of live instrumentation. So I just uh, wanted to ask, just because I was curious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually a fusion because uh, I get these samples, and they're like the bass thing, right? But to me, nothing's ever complete until I touch it. You feel me? Well, for my shit, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw, I always get the homies to play whatever they got. I got Kala on production. I'll take mine. And on that specific joint, like I said, my homie Xavier plays bass and sax. And then, uh, I think I got keys. I, for, I forgot on which one. No, uh, my homie, uh, Adrian Brody, that's his name. Uh, he got, he played bass on prey the first half, uh, electronically. It was a synth, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fusion because I feel like I, I've learned this from uh, Kanye and just uh, Jay Dilla. Samples are not one and done. You feel me? You can't just, not that you can't, but if you really want to complicate things and really get deep into the creative process of sampling, you got to get multiple samples and uh, mesh them together. You know, like with Speak speak Your Mind, that first half is, I want to say, one, two, four samples. And I got the singers I got the piano. I got some, uh, you can't even hear, but it's like a vocal thing in the back. And uh, for the soul, that's a sample. But, you know, like I said, instrumentation from the homie uh, Prod by Chipotle. Uh, he added hella shit. And because uh, sometimes when you collab with other producers, you know it's missing something. And sometimes you could direct them to it, but sometimes they get that little spice that you may not get from yourself because they're listening to it. You got to think about it. You got you to listen to the song. It. Yeah, you're too consumed in it. Exactly. They're listening to it for the first time, you know? So they hear things that you don't while you've been listening to it on loop. And it, I feel like it's pretty cool to mesh with uh, samples and stuff. I mean, this this whole project, I want to say every song had a sample. Well, they didn't, you know, for my legal fellas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, right. There's no samples in this project. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, no, no. Um, I, was, yeah, I wasn't I was, doing no sample snitching at all. Nah, like, I, I, nah, speak nah, your, nah. speak your, uh, I can't even, you already snitched on yourself. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, no. Speak your mind is like one of the ones where I, I, I hear it immediately. But it's it's, yeah. it's done. It's dope. It's dope. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, damn, I know what sample that is. But, you know, I like how you flipped it, you know what I mean? And, and kept it fresh, yeah, yeah. new, and, and funky, you know what I mean? But on the production uh, nerd side, man, what what are you using as far as uh, software, hardware? What are you using to just kind of, uh, you know, your workflow? Yeah, so to produce, I use uh, I use a lot of FL Studio, sometimes Ableton, but uh, it's not really my thing. Only for samples, because I know they have a lot of great features on there. But yeah, FL Studio mainly, I mean, people shit on FL Studio sometimes because supposedly it's too simple. But uh, I love it. Shit, I came up in it. So I'm never going to leave that. You know, like, I know, like, the back of my hand, you could ask me anything about FL, I'll tell you, buddy. For the most part. I'm not, you know, yeah, like a technician yeah, yeah. or nothing. But, you know, like, on the creative side of things, and I'll do it for you. But uh, it just feels like another, uh, an extension to me, you know, because it's so simple to navigate uh, throughout all the years of doing it. I want to say about five, six years I've been using FL. And it's just so natural to me. It's like, I don't even got to think about it. You know, uh, lately I've been trying to get into playing instruments and uh, that's just hard. 
that shit is hard. I mean, yeah, so man, uh, I, I just I gave that up, man. I gave that up. I had <laughs> yeah, a subscription yeah, to Melodics yeah. and said I'm gonna learn the keys, yeah. and I canceled yeah. that shit so quickly. Like I was like, I ain't got time for this shit, man. <laughs> yeah, keys. I mean, I, I I'm pretty uh I'm my own keys. I can't play it like like I'm Mozart. Yeah, I'm or some one shit. finger in it. Yeah. But, Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll click it in. You feel me? I know a little music theory. That's, I mean, really, if you are on a laptop producing, that's really all you got to know. You know, at the end of the day, it's just about feeling. It ain't about how many chords you can put together. It's If it sounds tight, it sounds tight, you know? And I feel like that's something I learned with producing. Because I know for sure there's a lot of producers that are more skilled in uh, music theory. But at the end of the day, if it ain't got the soul, then it ain't got the soul. You, you know? don't jam it. Don't, you got to jam <laughs> at the end of the day, man. You could do all of this like that's sometimes uh you know some certain producers they just they get so technical and in the weeds with things it's just like yo just put out the yeah. music and let it jam and if a, if a rapper like it and they kill it then that's really yeah. all you should be concerned with because you're you're laying the canvas down but you can't you know just get so in the weeds with everything and they never really push it out so all right so I stopped you there so um FL, FL, and you, you're you trying to play a little bit of the keys, and yeah, I right, got you, got you. So, yeah, yeah. damn, yeah. So, damn, I've heard a lot of different joints come out out of FL. I've heard trap heavy stuff, soul samples. I'm yeah. now your music, like, so you know, I, I don't use it per se because yeah. that's just another thing I got to learn. I come from logic and just getting on this yeah. MPC, so um, but yeah, man, still. At the end of the day, man, what comes out dope is dope, man. So, yeah, um, the last 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 song I want to talk about is uh, "Speak Your Mind" and just um and, and the features as well. I want to get to some of the features and stuff like that. Gotta tell y'all something. Yeah, battling depression got me stressing about some real shit. I've been losing leverage by obsessing with the kill switch. Looking at my messages, I confess and feeling ill, yeah. I just hope my message is compelling to the millions. Cause the weapon spreading, coalescing by the children. Dying for they setting, it's upsetting when they drill them. Regiment suppressing, thinking less of my civilians. Lost a couple brethren, I ain't blessed. Could you feel this pain? Could you feel my rage and the guilt? My veins tend to kill and strain every day. That November 25th is the day I don't want to celebrate. I just want to meditate, set the Pace for my ways that I'm paving day by day Cause I feel I ain't awake Lately I've been MIA Ask myself what I evade Every ounce of validation Probably cause I feel like I won't last the rotation Around the sun Come on Speak your mind, loved one Show what I do, yeah Get it off your chest at one time, bruh Show what I do now Come on Show them how you do it Spill your mind, play it because your last project you didn't even have any features on there and this yeah. time you kind of opened up and open you know work with more people more producers and it's more of a you you still you know the mastermind behind everything but you included some people why 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 you do that this time around yeah uh so the main difference uh is because uh it's my first project i wanted it to be special to me unique to me so like selfishly speaking, I didn't want nobody else's voice to be on that project. So uh, yeah, that was really the main reason. Uh, I just wanted it to be all me because I feel like that's that's really the special thing about it because no one's really fucking with your vision and every word that you wrote down and that comes out of the speakers when you play that first album is all me, hundred percent. And uh, I feel like taking another route with the second album because I was like, all right, I'm established. I set my foot in the door. 
people know about me. Well, not not publicly speaking, but I'm saying people know about if they hear my music, they know about the first album. They know where I come from. They know what I'm about, you know? And uh, I was like, shit, let's talented people, amazing people. Uh, yeah, because some people, a lot of people, they, they like collab with, how do you say it? Whatever benefits them the most. And I, I'm not really like that, you know, like, I, right, I got to connect right. with you. You feel me? Cause at the end of the day, music is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, you know, something that you like doing. You don't want to do something just because it's a monetary, you could get a monetary gain from it or just publicly, you know, fan base speaking. I, so I just love collabing mid pack, uh, name. I got J wall, J wall actually connected him. I got connected through to him by, uh, it was an interview, uh, local newspaper, East Bay express, uh, uh, my homie Alan Cesaro, he put me on. We got connected. We did an interview together. We linked up. Uh, yeah, exchanged numbers, and he got he sent the verse, and that shit was he killed it. You know, I I I feel like sometimes features could give another voice and a, more life to your project than uh, you could think of. Because think about it, they're listening to the song, they're hearing what you're saying, and it gives them it sparks a whole another idea in them. And I think that's pretty beautiful when it comes to music. You know. Uh, it's crazy. Mid pack two, he body that. I want to give. I, I want to give yeah, him a moment to shout yeah, him out. You body, body that. that. Shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. When I made, when I heard it, when he sent it back, I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Ah." I'm. Yeah, because he did it. He came yeah. in on the beat switch, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he came in on the beat switch and, and smoked it. I was like, "Yo, wait a minute, who who's this?" You know what I mean? Because every I think all your features had a good pop proper place. Uh, of course. Um, didn't didn't they? If I'm am I saying it right? Oh, damn they, they for sure. Yeah. On, uh, I take my, I yeah. take my. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he did a wonderful job on on the on the hook. Yeah. Or well, you guys both uh kind of seemed like you were playing on yeah. the hook. But uh, but yeah, the mid mid pack for sure uh stood yeah. out to me, and I, and I remember like kind of looking like every time I look, I'm like, okay, let me see what else this person yeah. has. That's a feature. That's a good thing because. In in all honesty, you put me on every feature I've yeah. never heard their music yeah. before. So if they have music out, I went and followed the latest drop that they have and see, you know, if I rock with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 the benefit to you putting your people on the people you generally rock with. Cause they're gonna do a great job. You know what I mean? And it's not for a look. Yeah, and and I, I feel like that's like a one of the other goals that I wanted to have. Cause some of these people on the album, like knowing uh, our fan bases are kind of separate, you know, like they don't really know each other or not fan base. I want to say listeners. Uh, yeah. Like uh, I don't really know. I'm not really connected with uh, mid packs people. Uh, but you know, his, his, his listeners are going to be able to listen to my shit and be like, damn, you know, uh, he's pretty cool too. And I, that's also I wanted, what I wanted to do. Cause I know there's a lot of people that I'm around and people that listen to me that don't know about Nim, J Walt, Nim Sins, Danday, uh, Gold, they don't know about them. And I feel like, and there's been people hitting him up like, damn, you put me on mid pack. Like that's, I, I, I saw, I'm really proud of that. Cause, and he, he hit me up the other day. He was like, damn, I'm, it's like it's special. Cause you know, uh, when that song came in, he's, he was going through like a tough time and shit. And then he really bodied it. And it's kind of like a, like a beam of light to him, you know? Now I really appreciate that, that my, the music was able to connect with him that much just from an artist standpoint, a human level, you know, uh, it's amazing how, how music, could bring people together. I really fuck with that. And uh yeah, it's crazy. I'm really excited for what he got in store in the future. I'm really rooting for him. That's the homie. And I'm really excited for sure. 
Yeah, man. That reminds me like of, uh, I heard, I think, I don't know if it was Just Blaze or Guru. They was telling a story about when Scarface came into the studio and it was like during um, the Dynasty yeah. album when uh, Jay Beans and Scarface was on one song and Scarface had just got a call about, you know, one of something happening. And you, you'll hear it on This Can't Be Life, the song, to where you know, got in the studio with Jig and then, then I, he just went on to tell a story about what just yeah. literally just happened on a phone call one of his mans losing yeah. his kids. You know what I mean? So, and he just chose that song to to get off and, and let that off. So, yeah. uh, I think music, and I think you can agree, is just a huge vehicle to, for you just to release all of the demons or whatever yeah. inside. Not even demons, yeah. just things that are inside of you so that you don't take your life, so yeah. that you don't do something crazy so that you know like you said earlier you used to journal but this is now this is your yeah. journal with a beat exactly to it. yeah you know that's that's the only difference only difference man but um you know man before I let you out of here man I got a few yeah. more questions and then I'll, I'll let sure you out of here so um what's next for the what's next for the team man uh oh I want to do a special yeah. shout out to Ruben yeah, man yeah. He, he been holding it down and uh he he, he connected us and uh but I reached I think I reached out before yeah. I met Ruben mm-hmm. just because I like the music but he you know reconnected us and like oh yeah def- definitely I want to um interview him so shout out to him and everything he does for you know a lot yeah. of different artists and and just really showcasing their talent for, for yeah. free you know what I mean so that's that's dope with him man so what's next for you guys and in, in the selective team and, and what you guys got coming up next if you can even speak to that for sure uh well damn uh a lot more music uh first and foremost we just getting started to be honest uh we made selective music a few months before I dropped my project and with the goal of uh trying to push everything out me and Breon Ryan Ruben we're all Working, trying to push this whole music thing out, trying to make it work for sure. From a management standpoint, we're trying to grow selective music and just uh, artists, me and Breon, for sure. Uh, a lot more music. Like I said, the, the train is just, it barely started moving. Like I said, uh, this album is really the beginning of, of a whole plan that I've been scheming and writing down, just planning. Like, uh, hopefully, uh, not jinxing it, but I want to drop a song every month or so or uh every two months uh just to keep momentum flowing because like the way this album's being received it's amazing and i don't want to lose that like i did with the first album because the first album i had a lot of listeners not a lot of listeners but the the folks that i had listening i lost them you know because you know like when you don't drop you know for the consumer they they trying to forget about it you know for the most part uh True, and I feel true, like true. Or collaborations yeah, yeah. too, you know, open up to collaborations as well to keep keep your name yeah. out there. Yeah. And uh I didn't I wanna say ten features probably before I dropped my album in between uh my first album. And I, I'm I already got ten more lined up, you know? That's that's the way I'm always uh moving because the way I see things, we're always gonna be pushing forward. Uh always gotta be in go mode because you can never be complacent, you can never be satisfied. Well, that's the way I see. It. That's the way I see the way I live. Uh, the way I want to succeed. You know, I want to grow this whole thing. I want to put Oakland back, back in the mainstream. Uh, it's been a minute since we've been on, and I think it's time to. Bay, the Bay got a lot of things going for them. You yeah. got La Russell right now. Simba just dropped yeah. the heater. La, La Russell's doing his thing, like just full circle with social media, how he's promoting, doing shit in his backyard. Uh, yourself, you know what I mean? Like you're you're being well received uh, as well. So like I think the Bay got some Bay got something to say. Sure. And it, it isn't your typical 
Bay Area sound. You know what I mean? Y'all just making good music. It, it has nothing to do with, you know, y'all adding y'all twist yeah. to it, but it's just just a good sound. So I'm encouraged. Thank I'm encouraged. You, thank now. you. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the Bay. Uh, like you said, we got Simba and a few other casts. They just doing their thing. And I feel like it's real, something special about to, about to pop off. And I, I think it's going to happen. If, it, if not within the next two, three years, I think for sure within the next five. And I think we're really going to have something to say for sure. Sure. Hey, well, Nito, man, look, if there's anything that I could do behind the scenes or interview wise, if you got anything that you need, man, feel free to, to hit me up directly. Feel free to hit up the podcast or whatever the case may be. If you have yeah. a single drop in or whatever, we can make mention of it. it. It's nothing for us to do that. It takes no no time off of our, you know, busy schedules to listen yeah. to a dope song. You know what I mean? Yeah. We always here for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We like fiends for crack for the music. Yeah, man. Yeah. If it's dope music, we want to listen to it yeah. and put other people on. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if I could be of any, you know, help that, that's where it would definitely be and, and a bunch of other things behind the scenes. So, uh, feel free to reach out you know, with anything you need, man. So, I just want to shout out, I want to shout you out. You the homie. Uh, this probably, I ain't gonna lie. No, no offense to any other interviewers, but this is, I want to say, this is probably my favorite one. I ain't gonna lie. The shit we talked about was pretty cool. You went really in depth and yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking to you, being able to say what I got to say. Uh, more blessings to the podcast, the whole organization. Uh, I'm really, I'm really excited for what we got in store for y'all. Uh, but yeah, thank you for your time for sure. Hey, y'all, this is episode 180. Y'all go check out, Nito's new album for the soul, 10 tracks, 39 minutes. You will have it on repeat. This is just something you could just chill out and vibe to, man. Get get to know the young man. He's doing his thing out here. And is this is just he just <laughs> barely tapping into his potential right now. Like this, get get it on the ground yeah. floor. Don't don't be yeah. late to the party. Don't be late to the party. I'm Cash, uh, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Here, shout out to my man Prez and praying for y'all safety, man. And 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 congratulations again, my brother, on the house. Nito, congratulations on the album, man. And we out. My whole life, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be dangerous. I wanted to be a gangster. I wanted to wield the stainless, aiming to say fuck you, aiming. I wanted to be detained and locked up or say fuck arraignments, drug and cases, trying to get a buck, no face, no case, and then we hit the bank, bitch. Fuck the plaintiff. I wanted 20 years to life. I wanted many peers to like me, cause I fear dislikes. I wanted money, hoes, and cars, and ice, I like the knife. I wanted flights. I wanted heights. I wanted everything that made me feel that I could fly. I wanted to go off the dash and break like 30 lights. I wanted to scream fuck the police. I hurl a burning pipe. I wanted to scheme and bust police and take a hate. The life. I wanted to scream fuck your whole team and never pay the price. I wanted the people to fuck with me so they could say goodnight. And I wanted the opportunity to do this shit until it came and I said, If I take my chance today, I promise I won't have your chance. If I take my chance today, I promise I won't have your chance. Growing up out of lies in the hood delinquents. Looking up to them as a young and that shit I seen fit. Hood of rich players and ballers that